Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you guys are in the world. This is the Blackjack Pack, and I am your host, Parse, Parsons Coast Retro on Instagram. You guys give me a follow, shout out, whatever. I'm here with the one and the only, the playmaker himself, Rudy. How you doing tonight? Today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Look at you in your turtleneck. Turtleneck, got a little beard on, trying to look all sophisticated in it. I see you. I see you. I see you. Um, in order for us not to get demonetized, I am going to try to curse less because uh, we got to pay some bills. So um, if, if speaking about paying some bills, we I would like to thank everybody for listening in, tuning in, watching, commenting, everything. We have reached 600 subscribers and we'd like to thank everybody who's participated, who's been amazing as CEO of the Entertainment um, for Ryan, for Parth, for all of our uh, uh, hosts, Malika, everybody, we'd like to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support, love, admiration, and um, time, really. And um, talking about time, it's been 10 years since Take Care has been alive. Now, has been since it, it released. I'm be honest, um, I do enjoy Certified Lover Boy, but I feel like Nothing was the same in Take Care of a Special Place in My Heart. I just think, um, and I, I said this, if we, apart from maybe Scorpion and somewhat Certified Lover Boy, I feel like this is a, like most of Drake's albums truly do coincide with like moments of my life where it seems like we're just on the same track. So Take Care is super important to me because it's like, it's almost about being a sad jerk. Like you're a little bit of a jerk. You're a little bit arrogant. You're a little bit, um, you're still kind of learning the ways of the world, but you know, you're still like, um, you're getting your first taste of success. And that kind of coincides with me being graduating university, uh, graduating high school and graduating and going to university. And just that time period where you go from being the greatest guy ever, the greatest to like be back to the bottom totem pole, a whole new factor in life. So Take care is definitely, I don't know. I feel like take care and take care have this special, I feel like take care has a special relationship with the city. Views as well, but definitely take care. I feel like take care, like I take care of nothing the same. I think, I think one of the first parties me and Parks ever went to was a nothing was the same party. Oh yeah. Like the part, and that's, and I always said the crazy part of the Drake, like people who've never felt a Drake phenomenon in Toronto is that like a, the album will come out like a Wednesday or Thursday? You're in the club Saturday. People rap it. People are rapping every single line, right? So like it's yeah, it, it just has a special place. I feel like Take Care. It's maybe a sec, maybe a second or third favorite album, my favorite from him. But it's definitely a classic, an absolute classic. I don't think there's a weak song on that album. Um, but no, 10 years. And then when you said 10 years, I'm like, dang, Rose. Yeah, we've been we've been around a while, haven't we? <laughs> oh my God. I remember no, that. Because the thing is, it go you literally go from like because that's the thing. You think take care, you think Marvin's room, you think about being a sad teenager, and now like we're we're, we're hitting our 30s soon. We're grown. <laughs> like, yeah, we're grown. like yeah, no, I'm now I'm like. Over my dead body. Let's just go through the the track listing. I'm just gonna pop in and be like, you know, my 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 little spiel about take care. Um, so you know, 
I mean, uh, my whole thing about it is this. I heard the album. Um, it was relatable at the time, given what I was going through. Rudy knows what I was going through, uh, given everything that was going on. And I feel like that album hits a lot of people in Toronto different just because of how raw it is. We remember we're coming at a time where there's a lot of music that's out there is about being, I guess, lack of a better word, cool before anything else. And then here comes this album where it's like, nah, I want you to be raw for a second or at least for a bit or just be yourself and feel some emotion and be confident in that. And I feel like Toronto, like I feel Take Care feels like a Toronto, like a Canada winter. Like that entire album, very few of those beats even feel warm. Even if you include the motto, it's still a cold song. Like, like you bump it, like, and I always say this is like, because when a Drake song comes out, like you'll hear it everywhere down the 401, down, uh, like you you stop at a red, like somebody's bumping the new track, it's something like that. But like, I felt like that Take Care definitely resonated with a cold Toronto summer, uh, cold Toronto winter, sorry. And yeah, it just had that different feel, like from headlines, um, Headlines is my one of my favorite tracks on there too because it, it was it was all Toronto. Like if you ever want to understand like how how to be a Toronto tourist was to watch that video because everything oh. about that was just Toronto tourism. Like like everything about that was just how to be a Toronto man. Like it was just it was all that in there. So I I appreciate that video the most because that's how I got introduced to Toronto first. It wasn't like oh go check out Spadina Road. It was like nah. How about you go downtown to the aquarium? How about you go downtown to the CN Tower? How about you go by Rogers Center? Like that well, kind of stuff. But so okay, let I'm... me tell you something. The crazy part, and this is one of the things I always tell people about like living in Toronto, is like there's a certain weird pride about living in Toronto where it's like you love the city, whatever. But like it's like it's too touristy to go to the CN Tower unless your girlfriend takes you. And that's something that happened to me. I actually went to the CN Tower because it's like you like you know the like I, I passed by the same tower. I I like to say thousands of times would be short selling it. Never mind. Like, and I'm not just saying like on on the drive or seeing it from afar. No, I mean like literally passing by, like walking past the CN Tower, going to a friend's house or going to Union Station or using the path to go through. So like having said that, like to actually go up. So weird like you had a different connection to the city because this is your city and like yeah there's tourists and whatever but it felt it felt a little little different doing that recently but i feel like take care like it, it go you go i feel like you kind of go through a true toronto winter from the beginning to the end like the way headlines comes out the way the bass comes out on the model the way like even though those beats can be categorized from different places it has that feel to it where every song doesn't feel warm like even in some of the tones of take care and all of that, like you, all of the album feels really cold. And like, it was cool because it's like, this is an album completely made for you. Like, I feel as much as that, like, thank me later was made to please people. Take care was made to please Toronto people, period. Right? Like when you guys, when, when we sit down, we're talking about this, you know, it's not just that it's a Toronto vibe and we want you guys to get into it, but it's also a good album in general. This album did, in fact, you know, do a lot of good in the ratings. It's still a proud, it still has a lot of proud songs and productions today. 
And Drake has evolutionized from this album to make what he has today. I mean, you can hear Rudy is what's how much he loves Certified Lover Boy. So well, you no, hear listen. my tone and you already know how I think of it. But, you know, it's up to you. Let us know in the comment section. Let us know how you feel. Listen. Because, yo. You're just hating because you're not a Certified Lover Boy. No. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, you ain't getting that love like that. It's, a, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but, yeah. Talking about talking about that like um and talking about the toronto drake take care and the relationship with a, a place of, with their city and we were talking about um where you're from chicago and the chicago blackout situation yeah. um now according to reports there was a trainer who was um abusing and sexually assaulting young players on on the chicago blackhawks team um, years that they won the championship and they even sent out and they they fired him or he gave his resignation like and um they chose to give him recommendations and now he assaulted another young 16 year old kid i and and this is I, and everybody who knows me knows i love sports but this is a problem and we're going to talk about the sun situation a little bit later but this is a problem Right. Um, because um, if they're literally passing the puck or the ball and letting things be somebody else's problem, um, there's very little accountability in situations where there are crimes committed, where there are think or like if people can make the choice to let it move on or not deal with it and then do something else and, and never talk about it, they'll do that. And that's what I'm disappointed by with the Chicago Blackhawks organization because if anything, they should know like this is like this can happen to their kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're a rookie and you're the rookie, you're a rookie in the NHL, you're a rookie anywhere on any team, you're the most vulnerable person on the team. Exactly, exactly. Right? You're scared about roster spots, you're scared about um, like you just got drafted or you're new to a team. You don't really know how things work. So to use and to, to trainers are invaluable parts of the team. Right. Okay. And a lot of us, we might not even be able to talk to the head coach all the time. Maybe you're really good with one of the assistant coaches and he's the person who's kind of helping you out through the rookie process. Same thing for a trainer. So to really abuse and use their power in order to hurt somebody in that way is both disgusting. And especially in sports and the problem with this, and this is one of the very few times I will literally say this, the sanctity of the locker room has to be broken. Like this can't, like, I know every athlete will say like, Oh, the sanctity of the locker room, like we, like what stays in the locker room or happens in the locker room should stay there. These are the exceptions. That when this is not okay, this is not acceptable. We should not be doing that. Right. So that's how I really feel about this. And I'm disappointed by the Chagall Blackhawk organization because um, it almost feels like they prioritize winning over helping. Right. And we don't know who obviously knew, what players knew, which players knew what was going on, who exactly the organization knew, but it was strong enough for 
to, to get that sort of information. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Paris. Uh, yeah, not going to spend too much time on it. It's, 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 uh, it's vulgar and it's terrible. And um, as the weeks and months go by, I hope more information comes out to fully understand. But this is an example of exactly, if, if it looks like a spade, it is a spade. I mean, how do you go from finding out something about somebody and then letting them get hired somewhere else to continue the process? That's a failure on yourself as well as the other people who are going to be violated in time. And this is the type of things that happen in, in our world. And it's a very scary and strange world. And full, full apologies to all those people who have been in, involved. This is, this is just unacceptable. And I hope that a lot of the other organizations and in, in, in all the other leagues take take they take a hint on this. Like this is not acceptable, and this stuff needs to be taken very seriously. Like you know, all the other matters that are going on in the world right now. Well, because my problem is obviously things happen, and people not everybody's great, and trainers or athletes or people can do terrible things. I'm not, but. It is how the organization went about it that's disgusting. Because you, like, this is my this is my thing. Like, you have no idea who they could hurt next. It could, never mind, it could be somebody else's kid. Yeah. In this case, it was, right? All because you wanted to wash your hands of this problem. Yeah, you, wanted to, you wanted to get rid of it. You didn't want to, oh, well, you know, we could get in trouble for this thing bigger. Why don't we just hide it under the rug? And nothing, nothing gets coming under the rug. I'm famous for having this saying. Shout out to, to Godfrey for showing it to me many, many years ago back in school. You know, anything done, in the, anything done in the dark will come to light. So with that being said, you know, let us know in the comments what you guys think about it. We will have more information as the information comes out about it. And any last words you want to say about the, uh, for the show? I mean, this is a certified take care show. And we're going to end <laughs> it off with that positivity. But yeah, anything else you want to add? Well, I mean, now to the sudden situation where I find more both of these acts however different are both disgusting yeah. but for it to come to an owner from an owner to be racist racist and misogynistic yep like personally for me you have like just the fact that there's allegations is a lot and the fact that his wife is using her abilities to talk to the victims and whatever and try to bully them or whatever you can't do that i personally think with the sun situation it has to be worse than what happened with the clippers uh and and, and ah. that even if it's allegedly because i like i'll say this out of all the three sports all, all the major sports in north america this is legitimately the sport that was built, and this is in the league that was literally built off the black, off the backs of black men. Mm. And for an owner Preach. Preach to be to be racist is ridiculous. But it's like, not foreign, though. Like, don't act like it's foreign. Don't act like we. we no, we, no, no. We, I'm not saying people do this on a daily or weekly basis, man. These guys with this privilege and with this power, they don't care. But I think what we need to point at the fact is that this is an ongoing issue that we have to be aware of. So when you're doing the hiring process and you're giving these people these keys, basically to to a lot of people's hearts, a lot of people look at sports as a way to escape and a way to have some pride other than themselves. A lot of people look at this as a as a coming out party to statehood or statism to become 
you know, an American in a lot of ways. And you're going to give the keys to somebody who has these type of ideals. So next time you get hired for an owner, maybe double check their integrity. Well, I mean, it's no, but it's, listen, I'm going to say this. At the, end, at the end of the day, the NBA is a business like any other. And it's a business where your checkbook has to be really, really big. There's only so many billionaires. And I would say this, like, there's only so many people that can actually afford an NBA team. Like the last team to be bought was the Clippers and it cost something like $10 billion. So unless you've got $10 billion plus sitting, there's only a select few people on the planet. Even if there's 400 people on the planet that could fill that up, that means there's 400 people, period, that can own a franchise. Maybe there's a group of investors that can come together, but at the end of the day, there's only so many people, Yeah. right? So there's only so many people, and all of those people are also rich people that can buy a reputation, right? Right, like, and, and, and to even bring up another disgusting example, Harvey Weinstein, right? He was a huge Hollywood producer and basically found ways to to continuously sexually assault women for 20, 30 years because of how rich, powerful, and connected he is. And he wasn't even a billionaire. He was just a power broker in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If you're the son's owner, I don't even want to know, like if I were to look at the number of the companies he owns and whatever, he's also obviously affecting the market in different ways. So that's what I'm saying. There's only 400, 500 of these people that can truly buy an NBA team and it wouldn't kill them. Right. So, and they can buy your reputation. And I even said this it's like the NBA has to take it harshly because this league is built on black men. Let's be, let's be 100%. At the exception of George Mike and Larry Bird and a few other people, they're the people who built the, like, I'm, listen, let's be honest here. Okay. From Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Dr. J, um, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Allen Iverson. Like, we can go on and on and on and on. On that list of 75 all-time great players, there's like 70, there's maybe like 10 white guys. Let's just be honest, okay? And then those are the people that are playing, never mind coaches, never mind referees, never mind. Um, so apart from owners, right, and maybe certain GMs, they're not even, and I wouldn't get some of the greatest GMs are also black. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the thing I'm fact- trying to say is, like, we, we you got to take it from the fact that these people do these things. And this is not a foreign idea. No. It's not a foreign entity. And we have to be aware of this stuff and, and outroot change. But we also have to remember this is a business. We're trying to be profitable. We're trying to bring a product to, to the fans and to the screens. And that can't always be a priority. And I want, you know, people who are listening to understand that. You also have to do your due diligence and be careful because a lot of these people are out there want to use and abuse that situation, use and abuse their power and, and straight up just take over and, and think that they're above all the morality and all the laws out there. And they're and, not. And, yeah. and also, and I would say this, a lot of those black men that are playing were raised by single mothers and a lot of those black, a lot, a lot of the women who, there's a lot of women who helped make made up the league, not just the WNBA, but also the league, like the 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 head lawyer and one of the head people in the uh, uh, the players' association is a woman, right? So like, don't get it twisted. And some of the best referees are women, like currently refing right now, right? Don't get it twisted. They are very important, integral to the league. So to have an owner, right, 
or governor or whatever they'd like to call it these days have to move this way. That's why they have to be harsher with them more than anybody else in the sure. NBA. Because but, it's... Well, how are we going to punish this guy, man? Because you let him walk up. Listen, listen. Me, if I was Adam Silver, okay? Be, uh, and I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure he could find legal ways to say this. Like, if they could take away from the Clippers, they'll probably be able to take away from the, the guy who oh. owned the Clippers. They, yeah. Like, it's probably going to be one of those things, and he's probably going to get it at a loss. Like he's going to—he's probably going to lose some, or, or if not, rip the team away from him completely. Like that's what I would do. It's like no, you're going to lose your investment, lose everything because there's a certain standard that you have to live by if you're going to be uh, on a team. Like, and I watched a show called Billions. If anybody's ever watched it, shout out. Also a watcher of Billions, so you already know. You know. Yeah, he, but like when Axe tries to buy. Uh, NFL team basically what they tell him like owning a team mm-hmm. is like knighthood right yeah. like because you can't just walk like, in and get it right like there, there, yeah there are billionaires and they're the guys who own a team right because and I've always said this all the money that the NBA generates goes two places well three they've well small sliver of it no goes to like the league office and whatever and the referees and whatever. Very small sliver. People get paid that way. The rest, basically 50%, goes straight to the owners. So 30 people, that's what they call the collective bargaining agreement. Or let's say if 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 the NBA made $10 billion, $5 billion is going to the owners. And then the other $5 billion being is for the players. And that's where the salary cap now hits uh, players. The collect that's what I'm saying. Like when you're talking about the collective, there are extremely rich people getting making more money to literally do nothing to own. Like, and I always compare like someone's like owning stocks, but it's even worse than that because it's like you got a war organization, merchandise team, and people are loyal to the team. Most people don't care about who the owner is. Nope. But they will pay, they will give that man their money every single year receiving just to watch the game. Right. Um yeah, so I, that's why I said, like, in these cases, the NBA should literally be the example and be like, we're going to kick you out. We don't care. And the investigation, and I've, I've I said this, as much as people are like, people are saying, oh, well, why didn't they go to HR? I'm like, it's, it's almost like there's on Twitter where people say, HR isn't your friend. <laughs> or Reddit, like, read that. Like, if you read Reddit. that, like, it's not everywhere that they have a very honest or ethical HR department. Like, like HR also gets paid, has the same checks as you. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. So they're also employed by them. Right. And some, and a lot of time hush money is paid out. That's a factor that people don't think about. So I think that's a great way to get place. I know I said we were going to end it off, but you know what? We, we got into a discussion. I think next time we're going to have even longer discussions, but anyways, thank you guys. Please sure you guys like share and subscribe. Let us know what you guys think about all three of those topics um, and have a great, you know, blessed rest of your week. I mean, we're here all the time. So let us know in the comments, we have polls going out. Another big thank you to all of you who subscribe and the many more to come. We are not forgetting about you. We're putting up this content and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you guys. Thanks.